Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman. Woo! Back with you here on a Sunday evening, maybe a Monday morning for you. We are glad you have joined us here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. want to thank our sponsors, Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Strange Brew's been taking care of you throughout all these crazy times. Now that everything seems to be starting to slow, getting a little bit, you know, last time I talked about it, it did, well, you see where I'm going. You should go by Strange Brew. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Stop by there today. Walk inside and deal with one of the great smiling baristas as he, she or he mix, mixes up your drink. Or you can just go to the drive-thru there on University, I'm sorry, on Highway 12 or the walk-up window. On University Drive, and they'll take care of you from there. It doesn't matter what you're looking for when you need a little shot of energy to get through the day. Strange Brew Coffeehouse can provide it. College Corner is getting the job done for you. They are saving you money. All you've got to do is go online at collegecornerstore.com and buy a gift card, and you'll save 30% on that purchase. You can buy a $100 gift card for just $70. If you haven't taken advantage of this deal just yet, I, I don't know what you I don't know what you, you you're asking too much. I I, I feel bad for your wife or husband because you are just not satisfiable. I'm sorry. They've done everything they can to get your business and on top of offering you the best selection of MSU merchandise in central Mississippi, and now they're giving you 30% off. You need to take advantage while you still can. Go to College Corner Store, shop at their two locations in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. And where the maroon and white... Advantage Business Systems knows that right now, businesses need solutions on how to save money, how to work more efficiently. They have those solutions. 45 years worth of experience here in the Magnolia State helping businesses just like yours. So give them a call today at 844-833-6245 or visit them online at absms.com and find out how Advantage Business Systems can help your business do business. Welcome back, Joel T. Coleman. That right there was a cheap imitation. Yeah. Robbie Falk, Just, I, I got a kick out of him with the <laughs> Paul Bearer. That made me that made me laugh. I wasn't expecting that. Oh yes! Ah, uh, just dropped it in. Oh, con- confession: I didn't listen to either one of them. Well, yeah, it's okay. You, you're a little busy. <laughs> A little busy. Uh, but that said, thank you again to Robbie Falk for joining me the past couple of days while Joel was out. Welcoming the newest Coleman into the world, Chloe Kate. Mama, daughter, everybody's healthy everybody's and Everybody's good, man. And thank the Lord Almighty she looks like her mama. That's good. That's a good thing. That's good news. For anybody that doesn't know what I look like, that's a great thing. That's, huh? So, yes. praise be yes. to the Lord. All right. So that's good stuff. Uh, and now we're we're you know we're two weeks away from football. You know we are or you know from SEC football, I guess I should say. Plenty of college football uh, on the docket this weekend. We will talk about some of that later in the show. Looking forward to that. But we'll start with the big news out of Mississippi State, and I, I, I feel like it has a lot of layers to it. And that is that Garrett Schrader is making the move. He will not be the third. I guess he's still the third quarterback. I don't know if that's the case or not. But he is moving to a slot receiver position. Great athlete, tough kid. 
I like it, but what do we think about it? Well, a couple things. Um, I did ask Mike if uh, if this is a permanent move, and I believe his answer was it was permanent for now. Yeah, <laughs> it, permanent for now. Uh, I guess means it could not be permanent later. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. Uh, I do think that he has the toughness. Apparently, he has the hands. Mm-hmm. Mike talked about how he had a couple touchdowns last couple days before and if we've learned anything about this staff it's that they value catching the ball over all other yeah um i guess my if you want me to throw a wet blanket on a little bit it's when you already have eight nine ten receivers that you're trying to get and figure out what you got there is a guy that's been playing nothing but quarterback just going to step in all of a sudden be in that top six seven eight guys that i mean i'm not saying he can't be but it just seems awfully, I guess, ambitious for all for all the people that just think there's no doubt this is going to work. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying you might want to have a little bit of skepticism that all of a sudden the guy that hadn't played receiver is going to be a receiver and be incredibly productive. I mean, maybe he will. And what an outstanding story that would be. And we all know Garrett Trader's toughness and, and his ability and – we saw all that on display last year. What we didn't see was him lining up catching passes against yeah. SEC defenses. That's true. And and I just look. Could it be a, a roaring success? Yeah. Um, but I, it just seems really, really ambitious to me to think that he's going to step in there and be a star. Yeah, and it would be wrong to say it would be a failure if he doesn't play. You know, it just it would just be you know he just didn't play because of what you just said the, the time factor and things of that nature. But at the same time, Joel. You know, Osiris Mitchell caught 29 passes last year. Yep. Javante Payton caught nine. Austin Williams caught 11. Nobody else really caught anything. Yeah. You know, you can't give anybody anything. You can't say, oh, well, yeah, he's locked into the starting lineup. So there's opportunities here. Yeah, well, gotten... I mean, you heard Mike Leach on, on Saturday talking about even Osiris Mitchell mm-hmm. um, basically saying that, yeah, he can be great, but he's great sometimes and other times not kind of thing. And, and they – he – this past Saturday's press conference, if you haven't seen it, you can you can find the whole thing on cowbellcorner.com. Uh, but it was really a press conference where consistency was the word. Yeah. You heard it over and over and over again. He mentioned it with Osiris Mitchell saying he has not been consistent. He mentioned Austin Williams saying he has been the most consistent receiver on the team. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out Austin Williams, dude. Dude in preseason and spring – gets all the love we'll see if this year if it, if it translates into a season but based on what mike leach said the other day it sounds like he's optimistic it's going to uh is garrett schrader the guy that a lot of folks thought was gonna be your starting court is he gonna be a consistent receiver i mean maybe but that just seems awfully that seems like a really tough transition to just step into the sec and go from being a quarterback i mean quarterback all in high school too you know it's not like is he all of a sudden just going to excel at receiver? I hope you know for his sake, for Mississippi State's sake, for people's listening's sake. I hope I hope that he does. And, and it has it's happened before. It has. Talking about David Sills up at West Virginia. Um, well, Leach, Leach named off several the other yeah, day. There's plenty of them. You know, and guys who are good athletes, they can make that transition. You know, it is a little late in the day. This is something that I can't help but wonder. And you know, we, we when I talked to KJ Costello back in the summer, and I don't quite remember when that was because everything runs together. Uh, but he mentioned that his plan was to get here for the end of spring practice. 
He would have had a couple of weeks here. I can't help but wonder, Joel, if that had happened, and you know you had Will Rogers and Trader, maybe this move would have happened already, and then maybe you know he'd be a little further ahead. Um, so that's that's something to consider. Um, what does it say about Schrader, though? Because to me, and I, I'm not making any predictions, but this strikes me as the kind of move that he's not really looking to leave kind of thing. Because if he was looking to leave, he just hit the portal already. Well, there's that. You, you, something you got to remember, too, though, is it's like a free year. So That's true. I mean, he, he can just play this year and then leave if he wanted but to you do could, that. But you could, tr- you could go ahead and leave and not have to take the wears and tear of being a receiver. True, true. Um, so I could see it going either way, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But, uh, but it does strike you as someone that just kind of wants to play. <laughs> it's, it, it, he's okay. I don't know. I don't want to put words in Garrett Schrader's mind or mouth uh, and say that he's okay with not being a quarterback. I'm sure he wanted to win the job, but um, he seems like. I mean, to to talk how Mike Leach did, it, it seemed like a move that Schrader was excited to make, especially when he saw that he's going to get to run a lot and have the ball in his hands a lot. Yeah, and I, I think Leach's exact quote was something to the effect of, um, "Now that he sees how much." Receivers run and, and things. Yeah. He, he, he's excited about it. Um, and, and another thing too, I I don't know how much this factored into the quarterback race or not, but I mean it's notable at least that Leach said the other two quarterbacks. Which I mean, no way Costello was going to do this anyway. But the other two quarterbacks, Leach said their next their their only other position is coach. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, Schrader, as we've seen, has the athleticism. To do other stuff. And I don't know, you could maybe be a better judge of this than I, but when you look at Schrader and his toughness and his frame, and is this a move that for him, maybe like next level, this is maybe best for his future prospects? I mean, did you do you foresee Garrett Schrader as a guy that could have been an NFL quarterback? I mean, I say he couldn't be, but... It's, it's difficult But it's, to I say. guess it's tough to project him, though, as an NFL wide receiver, I mean, too. He, he looked good. At, he looked good for the most part, I thought, uh, last year. He was you know, sort of hampered by an offense that was not very quarterback-friendly. He was a true freshman that was thrown into the fire. Uh, he displayed a lot of toughness. His his accuracy was not that bad, 58% completion. Yeah, he's got a funky throwing motion, but a lot of quarterbacks you know, do that. That's, that's something that, especially a coach like Mike Leach, you think would be able to work on and, and get under control. So could he have been an NFL quarterback? I think the talent level was there. You know, no, no question about that. The other question becomes, you know, and it's sort of funny to have this discussion after all the uh, the Dak Prescott nonsense through the years. But does he have a future in the NFL as a receiver or as a tight end? Um, again, I certainly think he has the toughness. This is a guy that we saw who launched his body and then fe- that was at least a ten foot drop that he took, and he just got up like it was nothing. I mean, if, if I fell ten feet, this would be the lightning show for at yeah. least a good month while I was in traction. <laughs> um, so, I mean, the toughness is there. The athleticism is certainly there. You know, we just got to find out, can he do the, the things that are required? Can he catch the ball? And, you know, I guess we'll have to show some blocking skills. I mean, for, for me, with Schrader, he ran in such a way that, you know, he liked to deliver punishment. This is an opportunity to do that, you know, a little bit. You know, you don't have to, be, you don't have to worry as much. You know, no. you can just go out there and, and let it all hang out. So it could be a big successful move for him. But also it could be, like you said, that at the end of the day, I mean, yeah, State's going to run through about seven or eight wide receivers per game, but maybe he's not one of them. Yeah, and and look, if, if he's committed to this, and we hadn't got to talk to Garrett yet, may, maybe now that he's kind of out of the quarterback race, it seems, 
I don't know, maybe we'll luck up and get to talk to him this week. That'd be great. Because I'd love to know, you know, is this something that you're committed to, like, over the long haul, or is it something that you're just kind of yeah. trying out this year kind of thing? That, because qu- if he's, that question right there is probably why we won't get to talk to him. Maybe so. Maybe so. Um, but, I mean, it's a fair question that needs oh, to be is. asked. it is. And if the answer to that is, no, I'm, co- I'm committed to it, if I can be successful with it, I mean, you got to consider, he's, for all intents and purposes, a freshman again this year. Yeah. Because it's a free year, so he has four years of eligibility remaining. I, I guess technically he could have five years of eligibility remaining if he played this year and transferred. He could, he still has a redshirt year, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So he could go somewhere and still have three years to play. Ain't I doing that right? Yes. So, yeah. So, I mean, he, the, the option would still be on the table to leave. But if he wanted to stay and be a wide receiver, he could be a wide receiver at Mississippi State for four more years. And rack up numbers, or, or you know, maybe three years if he just had three monster years and, and did excel at the role. I mean, we we don't really know yet what what he'll be there. But if you're going to make that move, I guess I'm saying that now's a great time to make it yeah, because you're you're basically a freshman coming in. Yeah. And if you don't have a humongous year this year, you're just kind of getting your feet wet. Then next year, you know, take another stride forward, be a little further up the pecking order. I don't know. It's a good time to make it if you're going to make it. I'm interested to see if it is something that over the long haul he's committed to or if this is just, uh, well, I'm not going to play at quarterback, so let's see how else I can get on the field kind of move. What else did you take away from what Leach had to say? He did. Also, he basically said that if there was a game today, K.J. Costello would be the starting quarterback, not that there's any surprise by that. Um, he said that they, he felt like there was some good consistency this week in practice and in the scrimmage. But did you take anything else away from this? Uh, not just a ton. Um, I, I I would love to. I, I say this, and I think Zach Arnett has kind of said it. I was going to say I would love to get some truth serum inserted just to see how good they think the defense looks. Um, mm-hmm. I think Zach Arnett's kind of hit on it a few times, and it, it doesn't seem like he's been incredibly pleased despite seeing some progress. Then again, Zach Arnett kind of strikes me as a guy that, and good football coaches are like this, you know, you, you could hold a team to seven points on Saturday and he's going to be mad they gave up seven. Yeah. So, The comment I made while you are gone was he has that Coach Yost uh, set of standards where, you know, if they cross the line of scrimmage, I'm going to take all of you out. Yeah. That's, that's where I get with Zach. I, I get the feeling that very little is going to be good enough for Zach Arnett in a good way. Yes. Yes. And, and it's... He didn't put up the numbers he put up at San Diego State by being, you know, complacent. <laughs> he, he he has a track record. And I, I fully believe that given guys with experience and uh, – I really think he's going to be successful given given the right tools. Yeah. Um, you know, and if you want to – make an argument for what's in state's recruiting class and is he going to get the tools that he needs to make it successful right. that's a different conversation altogether yeah but if he gets the tools that he needs i, I really feel like he is a, a good enough coach when you look at his background and uh when, when you look at how driven it seems he is towards perfection it's tough for me to not think that he's gonna find a way yeah i agree um this year mm, i don't know maybe a little iffy but but from back back to leach 
not a ton else really stood out to me. As I said a minute ago, it was just like consistency, consistency. Apparently, right now, and maybe every coach in the country would say this, but apparently Mississippi State's got a really inconsistent team right now. Yeah. When, when it comes to catching passes and, you know, defensively, everything. 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 You know, and that's, that's something you've got, you know, another two weeks to, to get the kinks out. Uh, but that's something you're going to have to work on, especially when, you know, there's no margin for error playing all SEC teams. Um, so we'll see. And we'll see what happens. You know, I feel like probably this week we'll get the official announcement on, on Costello being the starter. Uh, you know, the next Monday we'll get a depth chart, and we can start getting some ideas of, of what this team's going to look like a little bit more. Uh, and then, of course, you know, we're in game week next week. So um, Leach said that this week will be sort of a, a, of a mixture of continuing to do some camp work, but it's time to start getting game planning for LSU, which is a very interesting proposition because new offense, new defense, so many players gone from last year. You know, and it's the same thing over in Baton Rouge too. You know, it's 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 totally new, really new here at Mississippi State. At least with with LSU, you know, M. Singer's still there. Uh, you know, Bo Pelini has been there before. You you sort of you have film on him. I mean, how MSU MSU has a new quarterback running a completely new offense and with a new head coach, completely new defensive coordinator, completely different scheme. Game planning for MSU in week one and two is going to be a little difficult. You know, now it'll it'll come because you'll get from some film, but it's going to be something. You know, state has a, a slight advantage there just because you just don't know. You know, you've never seen KJ Costello run this offense. You've never seen the rest of the team run this offense. You've never seen what Mike Leach is going to do against Bo Pelini. He, he, state has a, a touch, just the tiniest bit of an advantage there. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. They're a great unknown for for anybody anybody that they play right now. Yeah. Um, you mentioned. Mike, and when will he name a starting quarterback? Which is, I mean, it's going to be Costello. We all know that. Yeah. I kind of hope we talk to him midweek this week. You know, if, if it's all the way on Saturday again, that that's fine. Yeah. I mean, that's fine. But uh, talking to him Saturday, and then we'll talk to him next Monday. You know, I, yeah. I assume for game yeah. week, it'd probably make more sense to talk to him midweek this week, and then talk to him again a few more days later. So, I wonder if we may get some news on that by by midweek. But, that would make sense. Hope. I- it's, it really is something that we are, you know, as we sit here today, uh, 12, 13 days away from the first game, and we haven't talked to KJ Costello or Will Rogers, and we haven't talked to Kylan Hill yet either. That's, that's something that's bothering me a little bit. Hopefully we'll, we'll get that corrected in the next few days and they can... Uh, well, I mean, we've only talked... We've only talked to one wide receiver. No, we talked to Javante Payton, too. Javante so Payton and Austin Williams is who we've talked to. And I guess Spivey, if you, you count him as a wide yeah, if receiver. You count, well, you have to do. There's yeah. no tight end, so... Yeah. yeah. All right, let's move on over to our next topic. That's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. Hope you guys are hitting up the food truck. They're putting out great specials every day, different stuff on top of their incredible menu with the burgers, the tacos, the cheesesteak sandwiches. And, of course, if you just want to get a steak dinner, you can certainly do that as well. And, of course, you just want to walk right in and grab yourself something out of the cooler. They'll take care of you there. Burgers, steaks, brisket. Tri-tip, they've got it all. And, of course, that delicious pork belly that I cooked up on Sunday <laughs> that I did indeed bring some for Joel. Ah. Some of y'all were asking me about that on Twitter. So give them a call today, 268. Didn't or, last long either. No, it did not. 268-8148 or visit them online, facebook.com slash welcomehomebeef. Whether they're cooking it, whether you're cooking it, and whatever it is you're doing, one thing's for sure with Welcome Home Beef. It just tastes good. Let's talk about something important. 
Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. All right, more games means we've got more people who don't deserve any coffee. Coffee is for closers. Joel T, we're going to start with... I know you normally like this this sound, but... <laughs> yeah! Hey, Joel, what if Florida State's just not a good program anymore? You know, Nebraska went through that, and USC has seemed to have gone through it a little bit. What if Florida State, you know, after Jameis Winston left, they just haven't been good? How, how do you feel about that? Yeah. Their offensive line is a master class in horrible. They are putrid. First one of the season. I saw that uh, Mississippi State fans aren't bitter, are they? Uh, no. They, they, uh, <laughs> I did not. I was not aware Jones Island was taking a tourist at this time. I thought maybe with COVID they might still be shut down, but apparently you can go to Jones Island whenever you like. Just <laughs> just book a pass. Um, you know. <laughs> But he's such a he in my dealings with him. He was always such a good guy. Yeah, like, but, but nobody is. cares. Nobody cares anymore. Uh, but yeah, Florida State. Just I mean, at ten nothing, the way Georgia Tech was moving the ball, I thought, okay, that's that's probably gonna be enough. And it wasn't because they just made mistakes. Their offensive line is so bad they can't run the football. They can't. Protect. James Blackman might be the best quarterback in college football, but I wouldn't know because he didn't ever have five seconds to himself to throw the ball. Um, and I mean, I like Mike Norvell. I think he can be successful there, but. I think, you know, right now, Florida State doesn't look like they're coming back from this anytime soon. There's, <laughs> there's a certain quarterback that dwells here in Stark Vegas that if I watch that game the other day, I, I'm might, looking, be, I'm, I might be thinking, hmm. So I still have an Alabama offer, is what you're telling me? <laughs> you're telling me I have an Alabama offer. I might, I might need to look into that. He can, he, he's running the ball really well. Maybe he can be a receiver, too. So Florida State, no coffee for them. But you know who does get some coffee? And he can put it in the swag chalice is Jeff Collins. Good win for him. Great to see that. Juice points for, uh, for, for Jeff Collins. Um, also, no coffee for the Big 12 Conference. Ugh. They were awful. I did pretty good on my picks this week. But I, I said I thought Louisiana would be, be in the game. Did not think they were going to win it. By 17 points. You actually called them Louisiana. I'm proud of you. I'm, I'm trying. I don't know if I'm proud of you or, or not. I'm trying to do better with those with those guys. You know, uh, the, the AP, when they came out with the, the new Top 25 on yeah. Sunday, it actually said Louisiana Lafayette. So even the AP called them Louisiana Lafayette. Well, if the AP does it, you know, I may have to go back to it. But regardless, great win for the Raging Cajuns, who have dedicated their season to uh, to DJ Looney. But how overrated is Iowa State? I mean, that was just awful. And, and you know, Napier, of course, is a disciple of Satan. Satan. Saban. <laughs> That was the biggest Freudian slip ever. <laughs> that was a huge Freudian slip Dis- there, was it not? Disciple of Satan. Yeah, same thing. Uh, but what is Saban's mantra? Do you know what it is? Trust the process. That's one of them. What's the other one? I don't know. Make their ass quit. <laughs> That's what they did. Iowa State, Louisiana's just driving down the field. They're not calling timeouts. They're just like, can this be over? We want it to be over. So good for them. Good for Louisiana. Good game for the Rage and Cajuns. Like I said, dedicating their season to, to DJ Looney. So that's something to, to cheer for, I guess. Hey, same game. Can I hand out some coffee? From that game? Basically. Yeah, sure. Joe Moorhead. Did you see the tweet? <laughs> well, we don't give out coffee. We can tell people who don't get coffee. Oh, okay. I wanted to give but some you're coffee. Right. Moorhead, he did get the, that guy. Roasted. Uh, yeah, I was yeah. 
Like the dry roast at Strange Brew Coffee House. Um, he deleted the tweet. Not, I don't think Joe did, but the guy... No, Joe kept his tweet up. The guy, you know, he, we realized he had been called out. Um, and then, you know, you have uh, Kansas just getting embarrassed. Kansas State losing at home to Arkansas State, who's missing a bunch of players from COVID. Uh, you know, how good is Memphis, by the way? They handled Arkansas State. Arkansas State next week goes to a Power 5 team on the road and wins. Watch out for Memphis this year. Uh, and then, you know, Texas Tech had to battle to the final second to avoid losing to Houston Baptist, which I didn't even know was a thing. <laughs> I knew about Dallas Baptist. I didn't know the, uh, the Baptist had a Houston school, too. Nobody told me these things. The Big 12 deserves no coffee whatsoever. And then last but not least, I mean, the Big 10. No coffee for anybody in Big 10 country these days. So evidently they are going to come back and vote again, and they are going to play football. Thanks to all the medical miracles, the innovations that have happened in the past. Let me check my calendar here. Four weeks. Four weeks we've cured COVID. And myocarditis. And myocarditis. Oh, wait. Hold on. I'm getting some breaking news. We haven't done anything with those things. They're still just as dangerous as they were two weeks ago. (laughs) Not a darn thing has changed. Nothing's changed except for the fact that, oh, we screwed up. Everybody else is playing football and getting through it. I mean, Iowa State played on Saturday. They're in the same state as Iowa. (laughs) I didn't think it would get to this point. I thought the egos in the Big Ten were too great. But now it's being reported. Now, it could be the reports be wrong, sure. But it's being reported they're going to start, they're going to try to start for an October 17th. They're going to play an eight game schedule. The college football playoffs are going to let them in. Which I, I'm not a huge fan of. I think the college football playoffs should just see. And you got to play at least 10 to get in. But whatever. I don't really care, you know? Because all it means is that Ohio State will get in and then they'll lose by 38 to Clemson or Alabama. It doesn't matter. The Big Ten was so hopeful when they called all that off that all the all their they conference thought, buddies were going to join them. They thought for sure that, they, that we're the Big Ten. If we cancel, everybody will cancel. Well, no, that's not quite how it works. You know, you're not quite as big as you thought you were. Maybe yours for the medium-sized 10. Uh, meanwhile, the SEC is the true, and the ACC and the Big 12 have set the uh, the real template here for how things are, are going to work. Uh, and then, yeah, we'll see. I mean, look, as a college football fan, I'm excited, all right? I want to see Justin Fields, you know? I want to see these guys. Um, I'm interested to see if a guy like Wyatt Davis and some of the other Ohio State super talent that have declared for the draft, they said they're opting out and they're declaring for the draft, will they come back in if there is a season? I hope that that's the case. Because um, I want to watch college football. You know, when I when I have the chance to watch college football, I want to watch as much of it as I can. Yeah. Um, but you look like a bunch of idiots, and you get no coffee as a result of that. Anybody else deserve no coffee this weekend? Anybody else? Anybody else just suck it up? You know who does deserve some coffee? Me? Greg Sankey. Oh, I was hoping. Uh, Bob Bowlesby. No, not Bob Bowlesby. I'm sorry. Greg Sankey is the only one who deserves coffee. You want to know why? Because he's the only one who said we're going. All conference. No non-conference games. No chance to look like an idiot like the Big 12 has this weekend. <laughs> you know, LSU loses to Mississippi State. Well, that's an SEC game. Anything could happen. <laughs> SEC L- going undefeated in the non-conference. Yeah, L- yeah, LSU loses to, you know, ULM. Maybe you don't look so good. So, smart. Greg Sankey, he's the smartest guy in the room. Oh, I got one more. One more that doesn't get coffee. Athletic directors across the country. And I'll tell you why. They have sold us this bill of goods that college football games have to be scheduled 
15 years in advance. It's not true. Houston and Baylor are, they scheduled a game on Saturday to play next Saturday. One week out. They gave them one week and they got a game scheduled. Why are there games scheduled in 2040? There are. Why? It's obvious this is stupid. Now, obviously the contracts are signed and nothing can be done, but this is just dumb. All right? Once we get through the next set, let's just go year to year like every other sport does. Please. I, if I see another schedule, Mississippi State signs a huge, we've got a huge non-conference opponent. Mississippi State versus Colorado. In 2037. In, in 2071. I'll be dead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering when the first schedule announcement is going to come from Mississippi State where I'm going to look at it and go, I won't be at that one. I'll be dead. I mean, it's probably only like five years away. You know, in five years, I'll be 50. And I mean, if, if they release one, so that would be 2025, right? If they release one that says, hey, we're playing this game in 2045, I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of hit or miss. It's kind of hit or miss at that point for me. <laughs> so, athletic directors around the country, you get no coffee. Start scheduling like everybody else does. Start scheduling. Football should be scheduled the same way. Basketball. That way you can get better matchups. That's why you're not 10 years out scheduling, you know, Mississippi State versus Oregon when Oregon is really good and State was really good. And then all of a sudden State's really bad. You know? Yeah. You could just schedule it year to year. And then you go, okay, we've got an open spot. Hey, let's get Alabama versus Ohio State. That game is scheduled for like 2037 or whatever. I don't know when it's for. But. You could have it year to year. You could do that. It's doable. All right, then. I enjoyed that. I was a little ranty. Good, good you know what? I, I This weekend, I really felt... this was I felt normal again, all right? Working the remote for football games, just like I was in midseason. Man, I wasn't missing a play. I, I could I can time the time in the huddle from, time, from game to game. I'm good. All right? So we had that. I watched the Saints. When that pick six happened, I yelled. And I was like... It felt so good to yell and be excited and watch football again. And then today, it felt good to rant. Yeah. It felt good to rant about stupidity in the game of college football. <laughs> I'll be doing it all year long. It was a great Sunday, man. I had the Dolphins on the TV, mm-hmm. had the Braves on the laptop, yeah. had Chloe Kate in my arms. Uh-huh. It, was just, it, was, it was just a good day. I think it's funny, by it's the way, that day. your daughter was born on the same day that Braves scored 29 runs. That was for her. The most runs in National League history yeah, in a game. it was for her. Absolutely. So there you go. In, in a doubt about it. All right. Joel's back. Oh, this, by the way. Yeah. I don't know if this still holds, because I haven't looked at the standings since I came in. Yeah. But when today started, uh-huh. if the Major League Baseball playoffs started, uh-huh. like, today, yeah. Braves-Giants, first round. Oh, please let that happen. We'll have some fun <laughs> on the show. I really wanted the Dodgers in the first round, because, you know, you get Kershaw, so that's one win. And then you figure it out from there. But we'll see what happens. All right. Uh, starting tomorrow, we got four more position breakdowns. We'll do defensive line tomorrow, then linebackers, corners, and safeties. Uh, we need to get an Ole Miss preview in. We, we that's like the one of the last opponent previews we never, or not opponent, but a SEC previews. Speaking we never of, uh, last week I saw it came in late. We didn't get to to hit it. Um, we had one more rumblings question that we didn't get to. Okay. Um, it was a little preview here. A little yeah. Well, rumblings. it was or late. However, you, want you to. just jog my memory because I think it may have been the answer. They were wanting to know there was a team in the West oh. that has never been to Atlanta for the SEC championship game. Right. And I was running through them in my mind. Yeah. And uh, you're I, very busy though. It's tough, yeah. Right? I had a kid. You know. I can, I, 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 I remembered Mississippi State had been because I was like been, yeah. I, I was like 13, but I remember when they went. Right. 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 And I'm. I mean, Alabama goes every year. They've been many times. Yeah. Uh, Auburn, I've seen many them times, there. Yeah. LSU as well. Many times. Um, 
I think Arkansas went. They've got they've got a, they've got three. And A and M they don't count. Well, we're they, going, you know we got to look at the like, from the time the SEC championship game started. So if I'm not mistaken, you know, yeah. You know, speaking of the Ole Miss preview, yeah. Is that the only team that's never been? The only one. The only one of the original six in the West that has never been is Ole Miss. Okay. I, I, hey, so, we didn't get your question in on Tuesday. Well, you but. know what? That's why we come back and, and do this whenever we can. All right. So, yeah, we will have a uh, a rumblings on uh, on Wednesday, as always. Uh, so we'll do that. All right. Should be a good week as we get closer and closer to game day. For Joel T. Coleman, Woo. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.